Ashley Judd said that Donald Trump is a well-known <laughs> breast gazer. Breast gazer. Uh, she says uh, that he, she's known him for 15, 17 years, friends with somebody who married into the family, and she said she would bump into him at the U.S. Open, and she says the amount of time he spent looking at her chest rather than her face is proportional to, her, to his insanity and functionality. Come on, big deal. You don't think it's a big deal to stare at a girl's boobs? Well, this is probably before he knew he was running, right? Right. Okay, yeah. well, see, that was a different Trump. Are we all breast gazers? Show me a gaze. At least we're not breast gropers. Well, there's a difference between a breast gazer and then the creepy dude that only stares at your boobs and never looks up at your face while you're talking to them. Show me the way you gaze. Pretend I got big I don't really. I don't really gaze, I don't think. Pretend I'm a breast grazer. <laughs> <laughs> Unless anybody's ever caught me gazing, I, I don't I don't know. You can't help it, man. I'm not ever talking to women up close that are have cleavage. Hey, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can do a little... I'll, I'll go back and forth. Yeah. I'll, I won't, I won't yeah. focus on the chest area, but yeah. I'll, I'll rotate. I couldn't even notice that you were gazing. Oh, really? I was. Oh. <laughs> Nikki, how long is one allowed to, uh, to allow their gaze to linger? More than five seconds and it's out. So oh. I'm allowed four and a half seconds? No, I... Do you no, know what that's okay, like? Okay, that's hey, a Nikki. really long time. Okay. But I think... <laughs> <laughs> that's I a think, long time. I think that if it's maybe more than two seconds, if you are, you know, are consciously staring at your a girl's boobs... Mm. That's annoying. But does it matter how much cleavage she has showing? I mean, yeah. Because I mean, yes. if it's like all out if there, if it's if it's down to her belly, if her it's down to her belly button, like yeah. you can stare away. She's asking for it, right? I mean, okay. I hate to use this defense, but aren't we programmed to stare? Yeah. There's nothing we can really do about it. We, it takes a lot of work not to stare. We're not we're not groping. We're I mean sometimes we're doing a light graze like Kevin said. Yeah, just like him slide. Yeah. <laughs> but what's if we're just looking? Don't hold that against us. We're just being who we're, who we're supposed to be. And side boob gazing doesn't count. Side boob gazing does not no, count. No, that's on the side. You shouldn't be showing. And under boob gazing too. Like if you're in a little halter, I mean, I'm gonna whatever. look at some under boob. Right. I mean, if you've got a problem with breast gazing or grazing, you you should not. You don't even know what we're doing when you're not looking at hey, us. And don't get me started with yoga pants. <laughs> That's a lot of gazing going on there. Uh, ladies with big chesticles, 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. Tell us how long we're allowed to stare without being labeled a breast gazer. And if you got some, uh, you know... Yeah, some nice little hard nippleage oh. going, then it's... That's, that's pretty much asking for someone to look. It's, I mean, and I know it's an involuntary reaction... But like, if you're but if, what wear a thicker bra? Yeah, if you got the THO, do something, you know. And by the way, let's not just act like we're the only ones who are doing gazing. How do we know women aren't doing, you know, pet pec gazing or package gazing? They meet gays. Women, oh, they love it. Women meet gays. I learned this on the radio. I never thought. I thought women were evolved creatures. I thought for some reason women would not meet gays. I got so many calls from women who are like, "Oh, we're pecker checkers." And um, what does that mean? They just stare at it. Yeah. Especially like, if you got, you know, you kind of worked up there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they, they, they check out what you got going on down there. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Nor do I. Oh, no. Like, come it, on. But, but look, you're looking, like, way down. Way down. Right. We're not looking that far down. Right. We we can kind of keep eye contact, but right. at the same time, peripherally go, oh, I'm looking at those. Hey, I, by the way, that's a really nice Taking Back Sunday shirt. Hey, I was wearing sweatpants at the gym yesterday. I mean, hey, you want to look, ladies? It's right there. Oh, that's a meat fest. Take a peek. 
727-579-1025. That's why you wear shades. Shades. Mirrored sunglasses. Yeah. That's got to be even worse. <laughs> they don't know what you're I'm just looking straight ahead. What's up, uh, Chris? How are you? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. We're talking breast gazing and meat gazing. Hey, how's it going, Drew? Good, buddy. How about you? Oh, pretty good. Just got out of work. Can't complain. Um, I, originally, I've been with my girlfriend six years, and at first, she was very offended, very upset whenever she would catch me staring away, drifting mm -hmm. away. But about halfway through the relationship, she started realizing even she does it. Like, it. It's not just a guy thing. Girls do it, too. And especially if other girls are flaunting it, there's there's kind of nothing we can do about it. So, wait. Uh, so, so uh, your girlfriend looks at boobs? Yes. All right. And it's not even necessarily in a sexual way. It's just, hey, I appreciate those uh, milk makers that you got. Can't help but see them. Exactly. Someone walks by, your head just kind of starts turning. You're not intentionally doing it, but it happens. You ever uh, you ever catch a girl meat gazing? I have. Was, what, 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 what was she? She was looking at your package? Yeah, she was looking at mine. Um, just kind of walking around the bar no, every wasn't. now and then. You just kind of catch a girl looking around. No, you don't. Come on. Come on. No, I can tell you that I have never, ever even assumed that anybody is checking out my package. So let's not hear from this guy going, oh, yeah, walk around the bar. I can tell they're looking at it. No way. 727-579-1025. Uh, Crystal, how long are we as guys allowed to uh, breast gaze before being labeled as pervos? <laughs> I think anything over, like, a second and a half, two seconds, you got a solid gaze going on. Now, am I allowed to count one Mississippi out loud? I'd, I'd rather you didn't. I mean, most people don't. I like I I I, I talked to you guys a couple of weeks ago. Actually, like I'm I'm rather blessed in the chest region, and um, it's just something like I can't wear regular shirts or I, I always show cleavage. Like no matter what, I can't help it. Um, but so I can tell like when I'm talking to my friends, even my guy friends, and it's like. I'll be keeping uh, their eye contact, and then just really quickly their eyes go down just for, like, a, the briefest moment in time. But I can see it. <laughs> All right. So then uh, if you and I are engaged in conversation, we're at a bar somewhere, it's like, hey, man, I'll buy you a drink. I'm allowed to go one, 1,000, two, 1,000, and then back to the eyes? No, I think that if you're trying to get a drink, you know, if a drink for a girl, you should really keep that in check. I think every once in a while, like, the quickest, like, nanosecond of a stare, like, not even a stare, just like a glimpse, like a regular, because we can see your eyes. Like, we're looking at oh, your eyes, and we can it. see them go down. Stop looking at my eyes. Yes, Seth, a question for, uh, you know, chesty McChesticles. But you know that we can't help it, right? No, I. that's what I'm saying. I know. I, I'm completely aware that nobody can help it. Like, I talk to guys, like my friends, even girlfriends, guy friends, doesn't matter. And I can just, after so long of having to deal with it, you just notice people looking down just really quick and then back up. And as far as the, the, the meat gazing, <laughs> <laughs> which is, you got to come up with a better term than that. Okay. But, um, I've, <laughs> but I've definitely noticed myself uh, accidentally kind of doing the same thing. Like my eyes will just go down for a second and then back up. And it's usually like if guys are wearing like basketball shorts or have got like, wow. you know, Something going on down there, like you, you notice it. Like, like popping a rod. Yeah, or got got like a you know like a half half staff going oh, up. Right. So you can tell through our pants what our package really looks like. Well, it depends on what kind of pants. You know, you notice a bigger bulge sometimes, like oh. like basketball bas basketball shorts. 
Uh, they're they're a pretty good giveaway. Sure, khaki pants too. Very difficult to conceal wood in khaki <laughs> pants. I found. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> well, thank you very much. We uh, we have been enlightened by your phone call. Hang on one second. Let's give uh, her some universal. Oh, I wanted tickets. to see how blessed she was oh. in the Chestal region. Well, good thing I held kept her on hold to uh, win a prize. Uh, Chris, let's Ooh. let's guess, shall we? Oh man, thirty eight G. Yes, because I told you last time I talked to you. <laughs> oh, and maybe that stuck with me. I don't know. Damn. I'm amazing. <laughs> All right, hold on one second. A too fast. <laughs> <laughs> 727-579-1025. 38G. Nikki, how, show me on your body. How how big is a 38G? I have no idea. Uh, don't look disgusted. Pro- I'm, no, I'm trying to think. Probably like this? She can't see her feet. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. she can't. But feet are overrated Because everywhere. I'm a C. So then. Would you be a 38G, though? Would I be? Uh, yeah, if, like, uh, the breast gods came down and said, hey, we want to make you a 38G. It's your lucky day. Do you accept? No, probably not. 38B or 38G? Which would you rather? B. Oh, interesting. I would, because I just know I have friends who have bigger boobs, and it hurts their back. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They have to wear two sports bras when they work out. We know, we yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> Another Nikki. What's up? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live, talking about Donald Trump, the, the uh, breast gazer. Uh, you say <laughs> sometimes you want guys to look? Well, yeah. I mean, I have double Ds. I think they're about the perfect size for a little gazing, and sometimes you dress because you want to be checked out. Okay. So how long is a guy allowed to look before you go, hey, pal, face is up here? It depends. I mean, if we're talking, you want you want them to look down a little bit and check you out. I mean, I've done some package checking out myself, so fair is fair. What the girl said before about the uh, the basketball shorts, is that right? Yes, it's totally true. So is, is that your favorite, to check out a dude in uh, in basketball shorts? It's not my favorite, but um, sometimes it just can't be helped. Okay, all right. And uh, you're, what are you, 36 double D, 30, what do you got? 36 double D. Jeepers creepers. Man, we're allowed to gaze. I think that's as big as you should go. Yeah, I agree. Anyone bigger than that should just lop them right off. I think so, yeah. Thank you very much. Start yourself in big boob jail. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. Guys participate in this, too. I mean, Eggplant Friday is very popular on Instagram. <laughs> Eggplant Friday. Yeah. Nancy, what's up? Welcome to True Garabo Live. How are you, Nancy? Great. By the way, I love your show. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you'd be dead or blind if you didn't gaze and stare. Yeah. Uh, you know? I mean, seriously. Mm. When it when it's there, it's there. It's Mine are thirty sixty, and I'm I would I don't care. You can gaze at them all you want to. Oh, thank I'm you. I'm gonna look at your package at the same time. All right. Well, let me get it a little closer to your face so you can get a better look at that. <laughs> Smacking okay. the forehead with it. You might end up a little cockeyed though. Oh, you think? <laughs> thank you. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five and eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five. Jade on Twitter said it comes with the territory of showing cleavage. I don't discriminate either. I check boobs and bulges. And oh. uh, Sleazy Sid said never caught a girl meat gazing. I hate that word, but I have gym shorts. The girlfriend won't let me wear in public because it accentuates the package. Accentuates? No, you can't wear those shorts in public. Uh, uh-uh, Sleazy Sid, you do not leave the house. Not in those. Has a lady ever goes, oh, man, I love the way your package is accentuated. Let's go home together. I, I don't think that happens. Uh, but Seth on the phone says that he gets meat gazed all the time. How you doing, Seth? <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? So where do you usually get meat gazed? Is it at the gym? When? No, well, no. I uh, When I used to work in sales and you were talking about khakis, that's a perfect example of when it happens the most. 
I was wor- uh, working in a call center, and you're basically, they're about eye level right with your crotch. So when you're walking by them, you can really catch all their eyes looking. It's it's very obvious. Do you ever put your hands on your buttocks and go, you like what you see? And also the other instance you guys are talking about basketball shorts, that's happened to me when I was living in an apartment complex and I'd go up to get the mail and uh, wearing the basketball shorts, the old ladies walking the dogs would definitely get an eyeful always. <laughs> so is that like, are, are, are basketball shorts like what, yoga pants to women? Like, is that, do women love seeing guys in basketball shorts? I think I've had yeah. many girls tell me that, yes, they do love the basketball shorts because it just swings around and they can see everything. I've been doing this all wrong. <laughs> I run in basketball shorts, but I won't leave the house are, are, in them. Are you swinging around in there? I don't look down to check. <laughs> I guess. I wear those uh, when I go. If I do, you know, some cardio, I'll strap in. I wear the boxer briefs, so there, there's no. Oh. I mean, I don't swing anyway, but I wear boxers, and I guess there's uh, there's a little dingling swing going on. I, I but I wouldn't leave the house in my basketball shorts. I get the the Nike Carolina blue jobbers, and uh, oh, Phoebe just sent me a text. I see your package in your gym shorts. Right now? <laughs> well, I don't know, but I'm, I'm getting to the gym. I Forget the sweatpants. I'm wearing basketball shorts from now on. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. I would think, if I actually caught a woman looking at my, my package region, I would thank her for making me feel alive. You would say thank you? I would say thank you for, for checking that out. I don't even care if you didn't like it, but thank you. <laughs> What's up, D? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. How are you? Hey, good, Drew. Awesome. I actually just prefer when they just stare at them. They're the, they walk in the room before I do. I have 38 E's. Ooh, th- wait, that, that is I a work. boob size I've never heard of. A 38 E. E. Damn, that's uh, between a D and an F. <laughs> that's excessive. Yeah. Uh, it, it is, yeah, ex- extremely excessive. And they're real. They're mine. I didn't, I get asked all the time, did you do that to yourself? Right. No, God did this. I did not purposely do this. Oh, goodness. But it's the awkward when the guy's trying to keep eye contact and then he tries just look i expect you to look it's okay okay so like you catch me kind of trying to give a sly glance what do you what do you say to me just look at them here they are i've actually told i'm like yeah yeah, i know Uh, they're they're huge it's like you know i'm like a cartoon character i get it um what what if i want to play a little game of tune in tokyo is that acceptable Uh, no touching allowed oh i just want to give a little what? Oh, yeah. meh, meh. No, don't make that noise. Oh, meh, 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 meh. I can't do that? You can, but oh. I, I would understand why everybody wants to because I can hardly keep my hands off of myself. But, okay. I mean, so they ha- impress me. So, sure. have, have you told the guy to just go ahead and, and take a quick glance? Um, I've actually had to tell a woman before at a restaurant. She was completely staring, and I said, it's okay. You can look at them. It's fine. Oh, my goodness. Now, on the other uh, side of the body, are you a uh, are you a meat gazer? Um, not really. In fact, I think it's quite unattractive when you see it swinging around in their shorts. It just seems, <laughs> I don't know. It, it doesn't seem very attractive. <laughs> Oh, all right. So anti-meat gazer. I agree. <laughs> Thank you very much. 727-579-1025. Ashley Judd says Donald Trump is a well-known breast gazer. You can call Trump a lot of things, but, I mean, this this calling him a breast gazer, that's not going to stick. I don't think Hillary's going to run with that. This is this is who we all are. That's not going to lose him any votes. No, no, unfortunately, this is this is what we're programmed to be. No one's jumping <laughs> off the Trump train because they found out that he looks at Ashley Judd's boobs. I mean, I, Ashley Judd can come out and go, man, Donald Trump, he didn't stare at my boobs. He's not even a real person. Don't vote for him. <laughs> Mary, what's up? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. 
Hello, hello. Um, I think that if they're going to stare, they're going to stare. Mm. Um, and I've, I've been blessed since I was a little girl, and so I'm fairly accustomed to it. And they can stare until I'm uncomfortable with it, at which point I'll say, can you, you know, stop looking. How little are we talking? Yeah, like how young were you when you developed a uh, serious pair of uh, hooters? Oh, I was nine years old. Oh, my God. And I, Poor I, thing. Yeah. But it, it, it was terrible because um, as a little girl, you don't really understand. And, of course, the little boys start to understand. Oh, yes. And um, I had to fight little boys in the playground Aww. because they'd come up in hot field. Um, oh. But it made me stronger. That's good. Uh, do you uh, do you pecker check? Of course, we all pepper check. Basketball shorts, <laughs> jeans, basketball shorts, bathing suits, mm. overalls, <laughs> dickies. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five and eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five. One more and we're good. Do you think, by the way, do you think that Nikki is a, a bulge checker? I know we didn't ask her about it. Hold on, Nathan. Do I think that our darling Nikki, respectful to all, checks bulges? I mean, even if she doesn't, you know she's checked out all of ours at one point. Let's see. Can you close your legs? <laughs> oh, man. Come on. I was just seeing where her eyes were going to go. <laughs> um, no, I don't I don't think she's checked out our meat. I don't think she goes looking for it, but if it's, like, obvious, then you see it. Hmm. I mean, when we would get down to our underwear for underpants party Friday. Then you can't help it. Well, there was a little slippage. Yeah. yeah. When I can't, like, when you guys are in your boxer briefs, there's no way of avoiding it. Right. Um, but I don't go out and seek it. Like, do you think that if Drew's package committed a crime, you could identify it to a sketch artist? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? It's not committing any crimes. So- <laughs> not, uh, not committing any crimes. <laughs> <laughs> really cracked her up on that one. Seven two seven five seven nine one two. But were you envisioning my wiener in a in a lineup? I, I just believe. Like, how do you even come up with that, something I, like that? I don't know. You're so weird. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's take Nathan and then get uh move on to what's good with Garabo. What's up, Nathan? How are you? Hey, Drew. How's it going? First time caller. Um, love your show. Been here in Florida for three years. Listening to you ever since. I've Thank never you. heard anything funnier in the nation. Oh man. Thank you, dude. Appreciate that very much. Um. Wanted to call you just to let you know, yeah, man, my wife, uh, two years now, I can't even look at these Florida billboards with the women on them talking about the uh, ocean. I can't even look at those without getting my head chewed off. Why? She, she doesn't, TV she's, shows. she's not cool with you uh, doing a little gazing? Not cool with me gazing at all. Well, I keep my head down. When Emperor Donald Trump gets elected, maybe you can tell her, look, our president is a breast gazer. I should be too. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, but, thank you. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate that. And tell your wife to uh, loosen the apron strings a little bit, all right? Hey, thanks. Thank you. That's like, uh, I bet she doesn't let him go to uh, Hooters or Wing House either. He said he can't even watch TV. Man. What are you looking at? Why are you looking at those boobs? Thank you for the call, though, sir. Appreciate it very much. Hopefully not all wives sound like your mom. <laughs> no. My dad's does. Unique opinions, compelling conversation, and the best in afternoon entertainment. The conversation continues from the Autoglass America studios. It's another hour of Drew Garabo Live. It is Drew Garabo Live. We are 
classed up in here because we have not one, but two Wilson gentlemen, which is going to make it even more awkward when we ask John Wilson to pick his favorite son, as one of them is in the studio with us. John Wilson, thank you very much for being here. Congratulations on your uh, recent retirement. How have you been enjoying yourself since you no longer have the nightly obligation to be at that news desk? Have I retired? You have, sir. <laughs> no. Breaking I, news. I haven't read the paper in so long that I don't I don't know what's happened here. All I know is that they don't let me in the parking lot anymore. You oh, know, I don't man. have a place to pull my little vehicle. Um you know, it's really strange to be so active and involved and then all of a sudden find yourself looking for things to do. But 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 I figured it out. Okay. You do the things that you want to do when you want to do them. Ugh, See? Now, how like much heaven. how much better is that? That's great. You playing golf? Uh, no, I haven't had time to do that. How <laughs> <laughs> you not I, had time? It, well, well, here's the thing. My, my wife, is t Mary Kay, tells me, she said, I don't know how you had time to work because you get busy really fast. Right. You know, you're, there are lots of things. I'm really interested in a lot, of, particularly all these all these horrible issues that we're dealing with in the news. I find myself watching the news differently. Sure. You know, and I see why people are so screwed up. Yeah, they are. And uh, society I mean, really, continues to circle the cesspool. It's a mess. It's it is. just a horrible mess. It was interesting to hear a discussion earlier here, a little few minutes ago, about the EMF. Uh, I think you probably were listening to the program before ours. Yeah. Was, uh, I, was we, I listening to another show? Certainly, because we, we only delve into the meaty issues of the day. We would never even indulge in such chicanery. Of course not. Well, let me tell you something about language that I have learned in 50 years of doing television okay. and radio. That language doesn't hurt you. Okay. It's not going to do anything to kill you. Right. Or, or injure you. It right. really isn't. People may be insulted here and there, but you think about everything else that's going on. Right. That's real stuff. Yes. We need to be concerned about that. And, Correct. I, and I'm not downplaying it. Right. But your coyote issue. Yes. Yes. Target those things with vehicles. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's hit them and kill them. I'm, I'm very passionate about this issue. Uh, John Wilson will be appearing at the Club Treasure Island as part of their speaker series. It'll be Thursday, February 19th, 6 p.m. for a cocktail reception, 6.30 for a start time. If you want tickets, 727-367-4511. What kind of things will you be discussing at this wonderful evening? Thank you for bringing that up. Sure. I've been passionate about Cuba since I was there a decade, 20 years ago. Yeah. I want to go back. I've been talking to a lot of people who just got back. In fact, over the weekend, uh, I saw a lot of things that really interested me okay. and really disturbed me. Things that, uh, one of the most interesting is that CNN has got a local bureau there. How, yeah. do they, how do they have a bureau there? I don't know. They just lifted the embargo a couple of months ago. How do they do that? How do they construct it in that short well, amount of time? Well, I'll tell you something about CNN that I found out. They, CNN, when I went in to visit John Zarella there, he said, you have to go back to Tampa. They don't want you here. We don't want you here. The Cuban government had collected all of their passports, all of the CNN passports, because they review every frame, every subject, wow. every word. And part of the agreement that they have with the Castro regime is never to disclose it in public. Now I've just disclosed it. If you put a big bullseye on us now, John, or there, is it another Bay of Pigs that's going to be launched because of your comments here, your reckless and irresponsible comments? I couldn't believe Zarelli said, you got to go back. They're looking for you. And they were. They were looking for us. We were there without any credentials, without any press credentials. We wanted to go and see how far we could get. Well, we found out. <laughs> they stole a lot of our gear. Are you kidding me? Oh, no. The police did. I'm sure the police did because we parked. I parked specifically <laughs> in front of the. OK, and what would you do if you're there trying to be um, clandestine? Sure. Where would you park? Right in front of the police station. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Very subtle. There was no sign of a break in. Somebody who got in there had a key and took out our cameras and our gear. 
Um, wow. We had to go report it to the <laughs> see President Obama wants to put a U.S. Embassy back in right. in Havana, right? Well, we've had a U.S. interest section there for uh, forever. Sure, it's in the Swiss Embassy. We had to go to the Swiss Embassy, stand before a vice consul and a uniformed U.S. Marine who can't wear the uniform outside, by the way, and he rides a bike to work, like everybody else. Right. Right? So she said, you're here illegally. You know that. I said, yes, ma'am. Uh, can you get us out of here? And the problem was, in stealing the merchandise, the camera gear from our car, they stole a passport. Oh, no. So you got three people, two photographers and me, one passport is missing. Well, that shuts down our little deal. Sure. <laughs> you know, we can't do anything. We've got to. So she said, what you have to do is go to the police. They're the ones who stole your stuff in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> You've got to go report the stolen merchandise. Oh, no. Oh, it was, far, it was hours. It went on for hours, and it was... They treated us with respect, but they... When they separated us into separate rooms, then yeah. I knew this is, this is oh, not a good thing. Goodness gracious. Um, I did, we, we had no media passport. We had uh, no media credentials, no credit cards, um, no identification with Fox or any television. That is crazy. Well, they tagged us really quick. They sure did. Because we were really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot that Castro also owns the rental car service. Oh, my gosh. So they knew immediately when these foreigners came in here with camera gear. I'm sure they have an outstanding order. Anybody comes in here looks like the media. Right. Uh, call us, please. Sure. You know, so that was the end of that little deal. Man. So she got her passport back for us. And when we cleared customs in Nassau, the um, the agent, the INS agent, he, he uh, my passport's okay. The next photographer's he, he she's okay. The next one issued in Havana that day. Oh my goodness! He says I don't even want to know about this. <laughs> he stamped that to get out of here. Welcome home. Welcome home. Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos. We have John Wilson in the studio with us. He'll be appearing at the Club Treasure Island as part of their speaker series Thursday, six o'clock cocktail, six thirty start time. Other than Cuba, what are some of the more uh, tempestuous places that you visited in this globe where you thought I have made a huge mistake by visiting here? I might not make it out alive. Romania could have been one of those. We had uh, difficult and strained relations after Ceausescu with Romania, and we were there covering a story about uh, orphans. Right. You know, the orphanages were crowded. Yep. And we had an American couple in Tampa trying to trying to trying to adopt this child, and the, the that government, and it was really it was just like it was just like Russia when I was in Moscow. It was just like Cuba. When you're dealing with authorities that really are challenging your authority, right? They don't want to help you. No. So they're not going to make it easy. They're going to make it difficult. And you see all these people lined up trying to get these services taken care of and get these children adopted and get us out of here and get us home. It got really laborious. And the, the only, honestly, the only way we got through it and got that child back to Tampa was our handler was not a government agent, but Miss Romania. No kidding. Yes. That's a good ambassador. Now, she can push her way around any <laughs> office. Why didn't I go on that trip? Yeah. <laughs> that is Paul Wilson, who you just heard, one of uh, one of John's very successful sons, uh, the one who has shied away from showbiz. Now, uh, yeah. the why, what, what, what got you away from the showbiz eye? Why are you not starring in major movies or uh, anchoring a newscast? Are you smart? Oh, gosh. Um, stay tuned. Okay. Let's put it that way. Stay tuned. There's the short news bite for you. Paul is starring in the movie Big Stone Gap that's going to be out in um, in um, around uh, Memorial Day weekend sometime. When they work these details out, this movie was written by Adriana Trigiani, who was Bill Cosby's writer for a long time. Mm. Um, the movie is about my hometown. Paul plays the town hall drunk. Well done. Uh, Is that uh, typecasting? No, I had to work really hard. <laughs> <laughs>
study a lot of a lot of time after hours. Sure. Method acting, method. I think they call that. But it's, uh, methadone. Methadone. Yes. Methadone. It's his son, Patrick, of course, of course. and uh, Ashley Judd and Whoopi Goldberg, Jenna Elfman, and John Benjamin Hinckley, and, uh, and who else is in it, Paul? That's that we, quite a cast. Anthony LaPaglia. Anthony LaPaglia. Very nice. It's a real good cast, and all the Wilsons are in it. We've all got parts. I stand there and have no lines, but I'm really good at that. <laughs> Drew, Mark plays the guitar, so okay. that was perfect. Good. We had to get him in the uh, the outdoor drama scene. That's uh, a good role for him. But we had some fun. Mom is uh, mom's in it. Our children run through the shot that may or may not make the final oh, version. Yeah. But it was fun because we got to stay in what is really our Disneyland, you know, sure. the, the his house that um, he grew up in, that we spent many summers running around those mountains of. And I got to tell you, the the actress who played with Paul, mm-hmm. Jenna, Jenna Elfman, Elfman the, Jenna after the movie when we had the post movie discussion, she had the best line of all, I think, and I've quoted it several times since then. What did it mean to you to do a do a movie in this little town? This is a town of five thousand people. This is a coal mining town that's bankrupt in West Virginia, right? It, well, Virginia, Virginia, Virginia. Just below the West Virginia line, where Kentucky and Tennessee, Virginia all come together. Right. She's the one who said this. This is reality here. Where I live in California, that is fantasy land. Yeah. yeah. She enjoyed, and they all did. I think they all, because almost all of them mention it, that when you relate to real people who are really working hard for sure. a living and eking out a living out of practically nothing in some cases, you're really getting the values, the kind of small town values you don't get. Nope. Anywhere, That's you right. just don't. You don't. So the so the uh, the the legend newsman started in this rural mountain town. I mean, just the aspiration, the thought of tell us tell us like how you were inspired to get into this business from you know the mountains of Virginia. It yeah. was a, it was a one thousand watt one thousand watt radio station, barely big enough to get a signal out of the parking lot. Right. But we, but Mark's we amp is got more power. Mark's than that. amp. Mark's amp. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was asked if I would go in and help with the Sunday church remotes. Okay. They needed somebody to take the equipment in and set it up, and I put all the churches on the air for a long time before I knew anything. Right. But, you know, I had a crash course in religion. (laughs) (laughs) I saw it all. I I saw the traditional Roman Catholic. Sure. Episcopal. All the traditional Protestant churches. A little Pentecostal, maybe? And we got to Evangelical Pentecostal and Snake Handlers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Were you really thinking that? As soon as I said, whenever I say Pentecostal, I think of snake handling. I don't mean to lump all of them into one basket, but that's what I think of when I think Pentecostal. Well, I didn't put the snake hunters on the air. We didn't do that. Okay. But everything else was. But I did see them. I went to. I got interested in how here is a small little part of America where everybody has everything in common because we know about everybody else. Right. You know, we, we we know everything. You know everything about everybody's family. But, our, but the practice of worship and religion in, is vastly different, sure. depending on who you are, where you are, and what you're doing. Absolutely. Like the snake handlers just flew out of the air. It's like, I can't believe this. Yep. But people believe it. They do. Speaking in tongues and handling poisonous snakes, and somehow that relates to worshiping God. It's faith. <laughs> it is some faith. There's no doubt about that. We have John Wilson, former anchor from Fox 13, in studio with us. Now, John, talk to us a bit about being an anchor. We do a show here where we wear headphones, but all I can hear is myself. What's it like to try to anchor a newscast when you've got some producer in your ear who's trying to talk to you while you're talking? How annoying is that, and how do you keep your cool? Some are better at it than others. <laughs> 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 the new ones, I can imagine, get pretty annoying. I decided long ago that I would rather have somebody who could speak in short, short phrases, right, as opposed to the person who says, "Uh, <laughs> no, don't do that." 
Uh, and they're looking for a break in my pausing or while I'm for me to take a breath. I'd rather just go ahead and say, John, your pants are on fire <laughs> <laughs> or something. You right. Know? Right. You know, um, but it's it's all they're all kinds. You got one. You got, I've got air in one earpiece and I've got production on the other side. And because we have no deadlines now, we're, we have constant updates going on all the time. Sure. Like we're moving page 10 up to page 8 now. We're moving this down. We're moving this around. We're adding this. And then we have our laptops in front of us where we can add, subtract, do whatever we want to do, and change that ever-loving teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> ever-loving, a fine adjective indeed. <laughs> and, uh, and you and Kelly Ring were just uh, a legendary team. I imagine that still to this day, when you go about your travels in the Tampa Bay area, you're stopped many times by people who let you know what an impact you had on their uh, on their dinner or TV watching. I'm so grateful that, that, for that, and it does. It goes on all the time. And sure. Kelly, Kelly's got three kids, and I hooked them up. I hooked her up with her husband. She came one day back from the Gasparilla Parade, and she says, I met this guy who works uh, at an office in St. Pete. I said, who does he work for? He says, Bill Huff. I said, well, I know Bill. She says, I really would like, like for him to call me. Met him out on the street during the parade. I called Bill and I said, Bill, what's it? his name is Eddie. I said, is Eddie, uh, is he a good guy or a bad guy? He said, oh no, he's a good guy. <laughs> I said, really? I said, okay, let me talk to him. I said, Eddie. <laughs> It's John Wilson from Channel 13. I've never heard this this way. He said, he said, get out of here. Who is this? I said, no, no, no. It's John Wilson, Channel 13. He said, what do you want? I said, you met Kelly Ring here the other day. He said, yeah. I said, Eddie, she wants you to call her. <laughs> matchmaker, matchmaker, you make me a match. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So, of course, he called, right? He did. The three children later, they're doing great. Look at you. Cupid, draw back your bow and let your arrow go. John Wilson is in the studio with us. You can get to know him at the club at Treasure Island. Or find a wife if you call him now. Right. He is quite the matchmaker. Get your tickets at 727-367-4511. Uh, Wilson, man, it was great having you here. Thank you so much for your time. It is generous of you to do that for us. You're a tremendous gentlemen, and you've had a huge impact on the local community. I wish you continued years of success, and I congratulate you on making such an impact. Well, you all are doing such a good job. Thank you very much. On behalf of broadcasting, you're keeping you're well, keeping it going. Well, that is nice of you to you say. Know? It is a blatant lie, but we're trying no, our hardest. No, no, no. And thank you for mentioning the Treasure Island. That's important. Cuba is going to be very important to us again. It was through two presidents who failed to work out the relationship with Cuba. Yes. Now, here we are again. It's on the front plate, and we've got all these other issues to deal with in the Middle East and everywhere else. My mission today was is to say, don't forget Cuba. It's don't coming Cuba. back on our plate. No olvides Cuba, if no you speak Spanish. Cuba. No olvides Cuba. That, if you walk away with any message from John Wilson being here, it is do not forget Cuba. <laughs> thank Wilson, you. gentlemen, thank you very thank much. You. We'll be right back with more Drew Garabo Live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.